welcome to our podcast. Yay! Welcome to House Calls with Ryan and Hillary. That's what it's called. That's right. <laughs> I could see you struggling just a little bit. I was like, I'll let her get to it. But then you did it. I was like, I'll just I'll jump in. It's fine. It's fine. Well, it's not like we've been using this name for all of our like blogs and posts for months. <laughs> And uh, yeah, if you can't tell, it is Monday, and I'm slowly Monday. pulling my brain back together yeah. to be and one human person. We literally, before we start recording, we're just talking about how we both went to bed at four in the morning, so I'm <laughs> sure that that's a factor, too. And it's, it's not like I, I was doing anything particularly fun or, like, engaging. I was mm. just kind of, like, staring just sitting in the existential dread I don't know I have no idea I was wired awake with my mind (laughs) I was they should come up this is I probably shouldn't do this on podcast but here's a thought (laughs) fidget toys for people with insomnia because hear me out I was so fidgety and just so wired and nothing was calming me down and like because I kept just shaking I guess like shaking my foot shaking my hand Mm -hmm. I guess that simulation kept me even more awake yeah so an insomniac somniatic fidget Mm -hmm. something I don't know I'll look into it yeah y'all heard it here first idea would be like to relax Yes. So would it just give you something to like mess with? Ooh, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I'll look into it, but it's in the, it's in the works. Uh, it's, you know, we've got podcast ideas. We've got uh, new business ventures. We're music yeah. therapists. We're just in all walks of life right now. Have, have we not mentioned that's part of the profession? Like, yeah, you're a music therapist, but then you're also an inventor, a oh, composer. Yeah. That's like, being an inventor of like okay what instruments can we use what can we make into an instrument it is it's a legitimate you know it is a legitimate (laughs) occupation I know of so many music therapists even student music therapists who will see a problem say hey we can adapt or create an instrument to meet Mm -hmm. these needs and it's the coolest thing because man people are so much smarter than me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what I really that's what I come up with people are so much smarter than me I'm like wow I never thought to adapt uh, a guitar for an amputee in that in that manner like I would never have conceived of that and there they oh are. man and you're just like well I'm glad someone did it yes. <laughs> I'm glad someone did it and also yeah. why isn't engineering part of the music therapy academic program again because I think that would be useful that would be useful. I mean, I don't know if that's a very like specific niche genre of music therapy. Like, I don't know. The, the moral so. of this story is I got to go to more conferences. That's yes. it. Conferences coming up though. Yeah, next month. Woo, woo. Next. We should do a live podcast from our <laughs> virtual conference. From our virtual reporting live, but not in person. <laughs> American Music Therapy Association conference. Oh my gosh. In the same room that we do do sessions in every day. I love it. I think it'd be great. Oh yeah. That's that'll be episode six 
months or whatever. I don't know. Well, I don't it's know. October. Well, we're doing, we're pushing out about like one a month, right? Yes. That is, that is more. our current goal. Yes. That is, that is our current commitment, I shall say. Um, mm-hmm. But we definitely have ideas for mini-sodes, which, I mean, if people are interested in. Absolutely. Because we, we talk a lot. <laughs> the we two of us talk, talk a, lot. a lot. I know. The only thing, the only way to make this more exciting, give us someone else to talk to. It's, yes. We talk to each other so much. <laughs> give us somebody else, a new perspective. But, yes. oh man. And, and then that's also just kind of inherent in, like, just the COVID atmosphere of like, give me someone else to talk to. Give me someone yeah. new. We've been yes. talking to the same five people. <laughs> yes, Forever. it is very true. We could, we could riff just with anyone, you yeah. know. We have those skills. Going back to the, the multitude of skills that music therapists have, man, our rapport building. Yes, boom. All we are it. Liam Neeson. We have a very specific set of skills. Yes. That we've acquired over a long life. I don't know if anyone really cares about that movie at all. <laughs> it's it's fine. But but can I yeah. can I hog the the microphone and segue by showing off another one of my skills? Yes, do it now. You, you ready it. to see to see me tie everything together? Go off. Go off. Going talking about rapport building skills. We figured today's podcast is closely <laughs> linked with that. I always just wanted to talk about going into people's homes, which sounds very creepy. Yes, it is. It seems almost intrusive, right? Like, yes, yes. Well, and, you know, I was joking with Ryan because I am a very cheesy person. And so I more or less begged her to title (laughs) the episode. I always you feel like somebody's that. watching me. I mean, I did. Let's. I like. You, I didn't grovel, but I was like, "What do you think?" I, I didn't make it comfortable. I will admit that I did not make it a comfortable choice because I was still kind of just dead brain trying to just get my head in the game and work. And she said, "You know, we should call this uh, like 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 a Halloween episode of." I, I got a feeling that somebody's watching me and I couldn't wrap my brain around it. For some reason, I just didn't get it. So as opposed to just like asking a question, like a person with curiosity, I kind of just stared at her. Yes. Which just, is a horrible <laughs> mistake because you give me a second of silence and I'm going to fill it. I was like, cause you know, we're going to talk about visiting people's homes and how awkward it is and like visiting strangers and how it always feels like there's somebody's eyes are on us. And I'm just with a deadpan stare, just no help or information. I just, I, I can't tell you why. I can just tell you that I, was, I wasn't a great person in that moment. So, no, you I, so I agree. I agree to an extent. It's not what I intended. Yes. I love the idea. <laughs> it's fine. I just, again, it, did we mention that we both went to bed at four in the morning? At four in the morning. Uh, but yeah, we figured that, especially in private practice, you know, uh, pre-COVID and currently p- current COVID, uh, yeah. you know, a oh, lot yeah, of our work <laughs> takes place in people's homes. And although I think many people are aware of this, I don't think anyone really considers just how awkward it is. 
just that first time. I mean, once you're in, you're kind of in though, which I think is a cool part of the experience. And mm -hmm. like, honestly, really like heartwarming too, is that you're just like, you're really accepted into people's homes and you're providing the service. And it's just this understanding that, you know, we're all out here trying to meet goals and trying to help. Mm -hmm. And But before that is a very interesting time. Oh for my sure. gosh. That first session, when you take on a client who you have little to no rapport with, you've only mm -hmm. just like really talked over the phone, maybe for an extended yeah. period of time, maybe for five minutes. And then you agree to show up to the stranger's house. Yep. And this stranger agrees to let you into their house. Like it's, we got to address that it's, it's awkward, no matter how great your people skills are, or your poor building skills are, mm -hmm. because you're, they're letting in someone who they virtually know nothing about. Mm -hmm. And you're entering a home that you virtually know nothing about. And there's, mm -hmm. there's so many things to consider, be it family dynamics, which you're about to be engrossed in, or, you know, physical environment and ways that you have to adapt to make it work for your session. Also yeah. the things that you physically bring into said home environment, you know, if I could, I would bring in every instrument that I own, but I can't. And sometimes not all of them fits in the house, like in that specific environment. Yeah. Or like situationally, there's just some things that happen in the moment and you're like, oh, I could have really used that, uh, that shit. I mean, that shaker. Cause I like nine times out of 10, I'm never a shaker, but <laughs> <laughs> that, sure. that thing just works. But, but just like a bigger instrument. Oh my gosh. I could have fit mm -hmm. my keyboard in my car. We could have, we could have done something so cool. Just like yes. improv on black keys for, you know, certain amount of like goals meeting. And like, there's just so many things that you kind of come up with in the moment where you're like, mm -hmm. Oh man, could have brought that. Could have done yes. that. Absolutely. There's so many things like that. And then not only are you putting your own mark on that environment with your instruments and with your presence as well, and you're, you're trying to convey this comfort that you may or may not actually feel. It's like, no, I totally feel fine sitting on this couch. Or, um, you know, I think specifically of one of my kiddos who from the get-go my my client she wanted to sit on the ground I'm like of course I don't mind oh, so I don't mind sitting on the ground and the mom was horrified horrified really? she's like no well she was horrified because guests sit on the couch oh and I was a guest in the house I'm like no it's totally fine if she's used to sitting on the ground you know I have no problem sitting on the ground and it took several months um, and it was really cute because every time I would enter, mom had cushions on the ground. She's like, well, you're going to sit on the cushion if you won't sit on the couch. Um, you will not sit on the bare ground. So help me. It's this but, idea of like, I want to provide like a, like a comforting situation for you, but I really didn't see you sitting on yes. the floor. I didn't yes. really expect this. And I, I feel like an improper host by doing yes. this. And really, and as music therapists, we're like, oh no, I do 80% of my work down here anyways. Yes, like this, it's like, totally really fine. Could not bother me at all. And I mean, pre-COVID too, I, I'm not worried about, I'll take a shower when I get home. Like mm -hmm. I'm just down there and we're just making music and being silly. Yes. Like, 
I just, that just doesn't occur to me. But then as someone hosting a new person into your home, it's probably like, well, I, I forced them to sit on the ground. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We got pillows. Like, we have what? chairs. We have all these manners and, and you're this sitting was on the choice. ground. Yes. And I think that is a, a huge thing too, that, um, isn't often addressed, but it is that idea of host versus guest because technically we are guests in their home. Absolutely. But I find that especially at the beginning, a lot of families feel like they're hosting me. So, you know, you probably come across like if you're there around dinner time, they'll ask you to dinner, which is like very sweet. It's so nice. But that is kind of like, like a boundary that like, Mm-hmm. that's okay no thank you and like and and that's always something that I have a hard time navigating is when someone is being so genuine and sweet mm-hmm. and you know, the the quote-unquote appropriate social interaction would be like thank you so much that is so sweet but like in you know that's family time and like mm-hmm. you should have some family dinner time yes. and like I've I've definitely had that or or where like they'll offer me food mm-hmm. or something and honestly, on more than one occasion, I can think of one client in particular. I, I saw him like really early in the morning. And so she like just would not let me leave without like a muffin or something. Oh. And like just would not let me leave the house. Like, no, no, no. Like he wants you to have it. And that's the thing is she like <laughs> gave it to the client was like, he wants you to have it. And I'm like, oh, of course. Of course. I can't say no to him. Like, yes of course and yes. so like so then there's that aspect of like oh you're breaking a child's heart if you don't take the muffin you're like oh it's true <sighs> guilt it's true. I don't want to break his heart I love him so much um so <laughs> that's like a, like an added dynamic yes. and then actually it it became reinforced in a way that I don't think mom even knew about I was stuck in traffic I'm in Miami uh I'm on the Dolphin Expressway which is Ugh. horrible I'm not moving. Oh, it it took me like two hours to get somewhere that was technically 30 minutes away. So I had just like parked my car and was on the highway (sighs) and um, no time to eat because there's no time in between all of these sessions. Mm -hmm. And so so I, the only thing I have to eat is this muffin. So she like also just saved my life. Like you just Mm -hmm. have really sweet family members that are just like, no, no, because you're my guest or like, because you provided this service too, like we just ha- have some fun with your kid for an hour and mm-hmm. we're also meeting goals and yes. helping him with like him or her or them with what they want or what just like what they're aspiring to do. And they're like, okay, well then here's this thing. Mm-hmm. You're helping with this. Here's this thing. And you're like, oh, like don't need to. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah. And I think it works in reverse as well, where a lot of music therapists have the guest mentality. So they enter these homes and they're very reluctant to move furniture around without permission or Mm -hmm. something as simple as going to the bathroom, you know? Oh my gosh. how, How many stories are there of music therapists who, you know, pre COVID when you're going back to back to back to back, you don't really have time to like stop at a Starbucks and grab a coffee, use the restroom, like, you know, or humans. And sometimes you have to go. 
and the reluctance to use a family's restroom because of that guest mentality and you know it's kind of silly like I don't want to mess up your house I feel like I'm messing it up by just using the bathroom as a bathroom Mm -hmm. like I don't I don't logically it doesn't make any sense but there's just this like feeling of like oh that's intrusive yes absolutely but it's that literally is a good just word. using the bathroom but you're just like yeah. oh for some reason that's like an unsaid boundary of like everyone's home that I enter that mm-hmm. I just made up is I can't yes. go to the bathroom here yes. um and then like I'm sure on their side they're just like oh yeah it's over there yeah it's like, not a problem it again because register. it doesn't register they, there's that host mentality and yeah. you know I think I can say personally like that definitely goes away with the more rapport time. and like yeah. with time and you know you're you're part of their their family you're part of you know that dynamic mm-hmm. but in the beginning it's always just it's it's a lot and <laughs> I don't think people talk enough about it mm-hmm. I, I always want to like warn music therapist students who are about to do private practice I'm like it's okay just it's it's like just um just to ask uh, it's like a, a task. Like once you once you have asked to use the bathroom, you've completed whatever goal your next level. Like you feel exactly. closer to them. And um, now we're good. You're well, because it's almost like a like a show of like I'm comfortable with asking. Yes. And I'm comfortable with doing that. Like, I don't know. It's I definitely like didn't even consider because the drives are so long. Mm-hmm. I had so much time in between my sessions it never became like a thing that I thought of. It was either like, I can hold it or like I was, I had to get gas anyways or something. Of course, yes. COVID, it's a little less scary to do yeah. that. Um, but like there was, so the, like, I, I would just do that. Mm-hmm. And so it never popped up until actually one of our managers came to just observe a session and uh, mm-hmm. she asked for the bathroom. And then I had this moment of like, oh yeah. You could, you could do that. You could, that's an option. <laughs> I, I forget. don't know why my brain did that, but I was just like, oh, that, yeah. If it's I like, needed to, as opposed to holding it and just like, oh, whatever havoc that wreaks on your body, um, I could just yeah. go because these people know me and yes. I know them. It's almost like breaking some unspoken barrier around your clinical space, you know? So be it that you're set up in a living room or in a dining room or outside, you'll almost have this invisible boundary of like, this is where we're doing music therapy. This is my place. Anything outside of it, like you said, is intrusive. And then once you realize- intrusive, yeah. Yes. And once you realize that's a self-inflicted- barrier there's so much freedom but also I kind of want to get your take on this because something else that I've experienced um is when a client because I work majority of my clients are children or teens when they want to do a session in their bedroom which with little kids I'm always just excited I'm like yeah show me your toys let's go you know and the doors are open but but I've had a couple of teens who are like I would rather do it in my bedroom like I understand for privacy sake however I'm like please leave the door open you know that's just one of those things where I'm grateful that they feel comfortable enough to be with me in it but also you know especially at the beginning 
just for safety's sake and just because there's there is that professional boundary I guess in my mind where it's like the door needs to be opened you know even I mean the door needs to be open regardless we of who to, it is we, need, we, we still need to be easily accessed if mom yes. is curious as to what we're doing as much as there is definitely like you know patient client confidentiality within mm-hmm. that like creating that that just seems like such a hard wall mm-hmm. and like I don't know because I think that my my client build up was really different um so it took me a while to build up my client list and I only really had maybe about like 10 to 12 clients when we were in person back in March mm-hmm. uh, but was able to because of telehealth able to grow my client list but when I was in person almost everyone was in the living room uh, mm-hmm. mom and dad usually left or went in the kitchen or something and then a lot of my kids were really young mm-hmm. so like they well I would I would have like this is, and this is adorable this is like the cutest thing that ever happened to me and it was like my first experience with uh private practice uh my first client was just like so personable and was just like Oh, okay, cool. So you're the music lady. Excellent. Music lady. Always the music lady. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> music lady. And she's like, do you want to see my room? And opened up the room, showed me her toys. And she's like, do you want to see the bathroom? And I was like, sure. And showed me the bathroom. And she's like, do you want to see my parents' room? And I was like, is that okay with your parents? Also, do we have to see your parents' room? <laughs> and she's like, this is my parents' room. And I was like, okay, amazing. <laughs> and her mom was like, it's in the background, like, it's and just kind of letting her mm-hmm. give the tour and she's like this is the living room and then she started to go back to the kitchen and I <laughs> and she was just like there's nothing in the kitchen okay <laughs> okay where are the okay we're at tours <laughs> over great it, it, it's music time let's uh let's let's roll out <laughs> but like but so like those specific experiences really dissolved this like I don't know where I am I'm unfamiliar with mm-hmm. the setting and it's all just because of like the the, the openness of mm-hmm. people, so I was really lucky in that sense. Um, and then so younger girl too, like there's just a lot mm-hmm. of stuff was very open. Um, and then the only teenager that I had in person was very like tech savvy and wanted mm-hmm. to use like all of the tech stuff, which was all out in like a common area. Mm-hmm. So like it's something that I've I've never really faced. And now that we're in telehealth and we're in everyone's room anyways, it's been less, less of like a, like a hurdle that I need to go over or like discuss and process. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, it's pretty easy. Like all, all of my teenagers, like they, they leave the door open a crack and, um, then every now and then like we have just like very serious talks, doors always open you know mm-hmm. so it's just it's never really come up for for me with just like the population that I've seen but yes. I can imagine that being like a whole other conversation too yes and it's one of those where I think given my background both in teaching and also doing music therapy in hospitals I'm very cognizant about teens and privacy and also just boundaries and all that you know all that jazz and so on one hand 
like amazing that the family feels comfortable. They're like, yeah, you could go like close the door. It doesn't matter, you know, <laughs> which yay. Great. But also in my mind, I'm like, well, there, there has to exist this boundary, you know, uh, yes, they need their privacy, but mm-hmm. I'm still here providing a service. I'm not a family member. I'm not a friend, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like the door open and close is definitely just one of those boundaries that for me defines like professionalism versus I'm just here to have fun. Um, but you know, you brought up a point, which I think something else I, I want to look at is with telehealth, you know, post COVID Mm -hmm. doing everything online alters things but also like the reality yeah it's it's just weird because now I definitely all of my teams for sure have their computers in the room door closed mm-hmm. and you know I'll have a session with them and mom or dad will text me afterwards and be like oh did you have a session because we couldn't hear you and I was like yeah I was there I was there I was in your home like I showed up and that's what it feels like too you are like virtually in someone's home and they're like oh hey yes how'd it go were you there we had yes. we had it for three right and you're like yeah <laughs> i existed for for oh, that hour right. and uh yeah and it's it's very yeah it's just Which it's one kind of those funny things because like with our with our company too we send out a million like reminder email or reminder yes. texts and stuff so then to be like do we do we meet? You're like, yep. <laughs> it happened. We did. Well, and I think too, given the age of the clients, that would make the difference, you know, because the, the teams, more dependent. for the most part, they get more autonomy. Um, it's their own electronic devices that are being logged in, whereas mm-hmm. with our little ones, it's the parents' devices that are being used. So, mm-hmm. but it's so funny because I definitely have more tours of the houses with telehealth um for and i think it's because i have some new clients so i haven't had that chance to go in person and experienced their house real time in 3d world um but like friday i had a kiddo who was just so excited to show me the new playroom and the couch setup which was by the way set up for the zombie apocalypse don't you know oh yeah it's coming (laughs) He like what item by item. He's like, and this will block the fire. And oh, this no. is for my brother. And this is for my dragon. <laughs> like, He's ready. Oh. He was set for it. But it was really cute because he took his tablet around the house. And, you know, his. I could hear his mom just yelling in the background, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm <laughs> showing Miss Hillary the house. Like, I've got yeah. to see a lot of Halloween decorations that way. Oh, it's so fun. Amazing. It's honestly really fun. So, yes. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. It's great. Like, oh, it, and it's oh, such a different experience from being like in person versus telehealth when you're coming into that home. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's so good. It's so good. Like there, I don't know. It just feels like you're, you're providing the most intimate care. And I think that's yes. like- especially with music that's kind of the nature of it and that's like it's uh it's so important you know yeah but like I think that yeah that's like what what I'm proud like one of the many things that I'm proud of that we do (laughs) yes no I wholeheartedly agree 
Mm-hmm. Me too. But yeah, that's definitely something that I enjoy doing a whole lot. And I think it's once you shake off the awkwardness of just feeling like like a vacuum person, the salesman, like, hello, may I A vacuum. Sorry, I couldn't let that go. A vacuum. (laughs) A vacuum. (laughs) I couldn't let that go. I apologize. It's so good. I love it. But, but yeah, no, it's just, it's definitely, like, a really specific uh, service, you know. But I, I I really enjoy providing it once you shake the awkward. So something else that I wanted to, to bring up, and I don't know if you've experienced this, would be cameras in the house. Yes. <laughs> so it was one situation ever. And like, I am trying so hard to like be tech savvy and to get how this stuff works. But like the camera that she had at, at, like at my client's house that, that that the mom had, I didn't totally know how it worked or if she was like on it all the time. Mm-hmm. But they had like a nanny, like a live-in like lady that was just like helping watch kids, make some food just while they were mm-hmm. out. And um, she would every now and then like say like, oh, like well, you know, your mom is watching you, and all that stuff. And I, it was just very Big Brother. Like, uh, they're always watching, you know. Like, I always feel like, like somebody's, somebody's watching, watching me. me. <laughs> it's true, it. though. That really, yes. I, so I'm thinking specifically of a single client who I didn't realize until recently had multiple cameras set up around the the living room area that we did it and I like for whatever reason I don't know if they've just been newly implemented or if they've been there this whole time and I have finally seen the light Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I looked over one day while my kiddo went to the restroom I'm like oh my god like I was dead eyeing a camera right across (laughs) from me full eye contact just full like like, just full-on staring and in my mind I was like trying to remember the previous parts of that session like did I do anything embarrassing (laughs) what is my face like to a camera or and not that you know I'm worried about doing anything bad but it's just I think it's just unsettling where it's like oh I I have an audience that isn't present that could be reacting exactly and I'd love to know like let a girl know you know like I and I, I think that it was something that like my my client's mom brought it up and then I just like out of assessment and getting to know the family and everything I just forgot mm-hmm. and like that I had the same moment of like it was like up really high they really oh. high ceilings it was just up there and I just look Freaky. up and I'm like oh hey it's really big <laughs> brother I know it's one of those do you wave do you wave do you, do you like wave? sing a song <laughs> I know that's one of those it's it you know it's it's to be expected and with the clients that I know have cameras it's definitely Mm -hmm. a safety feature I totally understand and oh yeah no it's it's who am I to be like I'm uncomfortable because I'm really not uncomfortable it's just the moment of discovery that you're like exactly oh it is someone were hiding behind a door 
listening in for 45 minutes and then yeah. you ha- weren't aware of it. And then all of a sudden they popped out and you're like, did you what? ever have, it really, it was like really reminiscent of when I was in school and, uh, you were like pretty much on your own as a music therapist, like in your like practicums and you were like, like certified so I know to where be alone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you've got your supervisor or like your attending music therapist is like outside listening to you and they're like, oh, hey, I heard that. And you're like, you did? That, like, oh, yeah, you did great. And you're the, like, really? <laughs> I was really? just going further back to yeah. just music school, just music school, mm-hmm. like whenever I was practicing yeah. and I was like fully in it, whatever. This is like hour four of practicing whatever sonata, right? Or you're like in a practice and room. I'm, and I'm like full frenzy. I have taken on the spirit of Beethoven. He is living through me. We're oh, you better work. angsty yes. and depressed and tired and need caffeine. And then the moment I take a pause, I would hear a knock and someone open the door and be like, hi, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to let you know whatever thoughts there were on the piece, like the praise or like constructive criticism. And it would just absolutely shatter whatever piece that I had. I was like, someone what? was listening in to me this entire time. Huh? That would, okay, specifically with like performance and like, I just, I, if I'm in a practice room, I'm about to do something embarrassing. Like I'm about to, I'm about to be flat for most of what I'm playing and then notice it later and be like, oh, geez, or realize yeah. something's broken on my instrument. Like, oh, like just real. That's mm-hmm. where it's your private I do. like music time. Absolutely. It is private. It is private mm-hmm. as much as like nothing is private in a mm-hmm. like music building practice room. It, it the the social understanding is like, do not bother me. Yes. I genuine I genuinely don't know what I would do if I were in a practice room and like I've had those moments where you're like vibing and you're like oh I could have recorded this man this was I mm-hmm. really did it we we hit it and you're just we nailed it. it and then somebody pops in and is like hey um you know when you when you were doing this crescendo I think it could be a little bit bigger who are you go away who are you it's- I am I am so sad because I am here hour five of uh, not doing my best as I feel like. And you're like, mm, you know what? You could do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to say, so I have another it. story about this, but I think I'll possibly save it for a future minisode of uh, oh, yeah. our experiences in music school and how traumatized we are by it. Because <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah. But it is the I- truth. I think one of the things too, going back to like the cameras and also this, it's just one of those where you never know who your audience is, I guess. And like in a therapeutic sense, you don't, in in those instances where you like have a hidden camera or something else that frequently happens, I have family members like younger siblings or cousins or grandmas who are visiting, you know, what have you, who are listening in. And so I never know when they're listening in. And part of it's like, well, if I had known, I 100% would have incorporated you into the session. Um, Absolutely, right? I love you know, you don't have to just listen, like, let me know you're not, you're not bothering me. And again, I think it goes back to they don't want to intrude and then I don't yeah. want to intrude. Um, 
but yeah also lots of requests which crack me up too from the from the I don't get members. that do you I mean knock on wood because I'm sure I will man like. I get I had someone request Bohemian Rhapsody on guitar ma'am n- guitar ma'am. ma'am this is a Chili's no I, I was like I'll, I'll, again piano is my primary right so give me piano I will knock it out I will sing those falsettos I will be the whole band for you ask me to play it on guitar and you're gonna get the first part and that's it like you're gonna get mama ooh done like you're getting some real open chords and you're yeah. gonna be impressed like you're gonna be you real, real happy with this but it's funny because it does oh happen God. frequently where like a family member an extended family member who might not be familiar with music therapy mm-hmm. listens in and honestly it makes me laugh like it's, i don't have any problem with it but uh it's it quickly shifts like music therapy into jukebox Do freebird. time freebird freebird Hey, free bird. Oh man, that's and then it's just like a meme. It's just like funny for the sake of being funny. Like, yeah, it's like okay. Uh, usually, I'm not even gonna lie. I'll sneak and I'll be like, yeah, oh yeah, I could totally play that. Here, I'm gonna look it up and like I pull out ultimate guitar tabs and like, hey, yeah. while I do this, do you, do you want to play with me? Shove shaker into their hands. Like, here you go. Let's do like oh, a family band time, and it usually it works move. out pretty well. Yeah, no. If I'm gonna play, you you play too. Those are my. Right. Those are my. We're rules. making this. We're we're making this an even exchange here. Like, if yes. you're gonna request, you're gonna be a part of it. Like, you're gonna be part of it in this music therapy session. Just a tambourine, mama. Yeah. Ooh. Just Pulls out shaking. wind chimes. Just slow wind chimes. <laughs> a, a gong just go. <laughs> I should <laughs> try to be realistic here to like bringing all the instruments in a house. I'll just wheel exactly. in my gong, my gong, real quick. My very convenient yeah. gong that I brought. My Bohemian Rhapsody only. So glad you requested Bohemian Rhapsody because I did bring a forty-inch gong. <laughs> <laughs> just a, it's like a tam tam. It's like hanging. And you're oh just my like, gosh, yeah, that'd is, be the greatest. Everybody loves it. when you start uh sessions when you start treatment with someone you're like everyone needs to play this everyone plays this and like that's your your initiation to treatment everyone hit the gong music therapy has started and we're in i love it yeah right like well i can see that being like a um like a comorbid like substance abuse group just to kind of like whack it whack that thing it started i'm, gonna, I'm kind of into that idea i'm like yeah. thinking now what i can I think finagle half, this week half of my like music experience ideas are like haha but what if just but what if haha <laughs> 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 but 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 what if mm-hmm. like that's so yeah, I'm I'm less joking about the Tam Tam idea. Yes, Just I know. I'm I'm, I, <laughs> I'm like sixty on it. <laughs> like the people who are listening can't see our faces, but we're we're kind of glazed over in the corner. We're just like, but how could I arrange this instrument into doing it? I will figure something out with my frame drum this week. So help right. me. 
and yeah. some scarves maybe. Welcome to the inner workings of a music therapist mind. That's Ta-da. that's what it is. Ha <laughs> ha. What if? Ha ha. How can we make this clinical? Yes. Oh no, we can't. That really is the golden but. question. But can we make it clinical? No. But yes. But ooh. if I could, how would I do it? If I could, how? exactly, exactly. That's that's really what it comes down to. It's it's an immediate no. But if I could, but what if? How would I do? Yeah. What if, girl? Like yeah. exactly. It's I freaking love it. I yes. love it. So someone will benefit from this. That's the truth. That's the oh. truth. Uh, all right. The House of Music Therapy, please give uh, two Tam Tams to Hillary and Ryan. <laughs> this uh, is how we're like doing our supply list over the past. <laughs> they like, listen. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we know you're listening. <laughs> and if not, I, anyone else who wants to send it to us, we're not going to say no, but. Just do it Actually, like a McDonald's order. Will. I'd like two Tam Tams. Instead of the Travis Scott order. Like, hey, the, the Ryan oh and Hillary gosh. order. Two, two Tam Tams. Tam <laughs> That's, I'm I standing by it. I can't back out now. It's the truth. It's true. Now it's out there. It's recorded. Unless yep. someone edited it out. But then you and I will know the truth. So We will. <laughs> <laughs> we know the truth. <laughs> We know the truth. Yes. Uh, and on this note of blackmailing <laughs> into getting more instruments. <laughs> getting tam-tams. <laughs> yes. Specifically. Um, <laughs> uh, that's how we do it here at the House of Music. No, that's not how we do it. That's literally not how we do it. <laughs> that's very much how not we do it. I will have that officially said. Um, on the record. But I will say, I think that does bring all this to a close. We could go on and on about different experiences. And honestly, we and probably we will. will in and future podcasts. And maybe we hear from other music therapists too in private Absolutely. practice. Absolutely. Yes. I would uh, love to know that. Listen to the podcast, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, right now, I'm doing a lot of work on our Instagram, it's the mm-hmm. House of MT. Uh, send us a DM, uh, tag us in posts. Let us know if you're interested in sharing your music therapy wealth of knowledge mm-hmm. or just processing the fact that it's a really silly world right now and being yes. a music therapist in, in all-encompassing within that is a very unique experience. So Yes, and we we're also available on Facebook or on our blog post. And, you know, just if you have any music therapy experience with it, either as a music therapist or as someone who's receiving music therapy or who might Mm -hmm. even just be interested in learning more. um, I know I've actually had some people reach out who've been like, I know someone who could benefit from this. I'm like, really? Here's our information. Go. Come on in, girl. Like, let's go. Like, we have a plethora of knowledge that we just want to share and also want to learn. Um, mm-hmm. So exactly. yeah, feel free to, to reach out on any of those platforms or just look into our stuff. We also occasionally make fun music videos, yeah, <laughs> which is great and usually not as slap happy as this, but oh yeah, it's, have a the good tone time. is different. The tone is different. But it still exists. 
But uh, yeah, so thank you for listening to our second podcast. And hopefully, you know, we can hear from y'all. And that's how I'm going to end it. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Bye.